the Warhead candy itself tasted better. I have had much experience with Warhead candies very recently. Uh, and people just keep saying, like, oh, man, this candy's garbage. But, like, it tastes like sugar. I don't know. Yeah, it's like I just, sugar. It's mostly I just want a stronger fruit flavor after the sour part's gone. Mm. It always is just, it's not, like, a bad, but, like, it's like eating a cheap sucker. Yeah, it's like a very sour candy for about 30 seconds. And then a cheap sucker. And then a dum-dum yeah. sucker. Yeah, dum- dum-dum's great, though. Yeah. I would say dum-dum's much better than the licked warhead yeah sure you give me a that weird not quite peach one but not quite apple one like that weird golden see-through color one that's not mm-hmm. lemon piss i don't i've literally no idea what flavor it's supposed to be piss oh well, it tastes great <laughs> <laughs> turns out dry licks piss more than he thought yeah it's my thing now yeah i think they call it, i think the formal name for it is the golden shower <laughs> i'm gonna start walking into gas stations asking for a golden shower You'll get some, probably. Yeah, I'll find I'll get something. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? The last ones in podcast. Wait, that's the old one. Welcome to another episode <laughs> of the last ones in podcast. Yay. Are you going to leave that one in? Have I, I don't know. Have I, have I been doing that? I don't, I don't think so. I don't remember now. Oh. You're, you're the one who edits these. I know. Man, that's uh, autopilot. Currently autopilot <laughs> at this point. Let's just do a different one every week now. All right. Hola! <laughs> Salutations! Como estará? How, how no? are you? Sure. No. I don't know. Me amo. Me, oh, me amo estará. Me amo. Mayo? <laughs> Miracle whip estará. <laughs> About right. <laughs> Basically there. Uh, hi, I'm Gerard Archuleta, joined today by Robbie. Hi. And E. Hello. And today we watched Clerks 2. You might be wondering... Hey, guys, why didn't you watch Clerks 1 for the podcast? Hey, it's me, the world's smallest man. I love your <laughs> podcast, guys. Thank you so much. Only counts for half of a listen, though. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> because we've all seen it, and I've seen it a lot, we technically could, but I like... D has not seen Clerks 1, if you really want to get someone to watch it. Could do, I suppose. I don't think D would like Clerks. I don't think he would either. I'm sure I could find someone who hasn't watched Clerks. I can, I can find someone who hasn't watched any movie, but you would not get a very interesting conversation from her. No, no. <laughs> She'd be Fair? like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Lion yeah, King was better. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what I want to do first is uh, go around and ask what everyone's thoughts on Clerks 1 is so that we can kind of have a, a baseline of what we're going into with Clerks 2 a little bit. Robbie, I'm going to start with you. When's the last time you've even seen Clerks 1? It's It's been a hot minute. I imagine. I couldn't tell you exactly how long, but it's been a hot minute since I've watched Clerks 1. From what you remember about it, what do you, what do you, did you like it? It's good. It has good jokes in it every now and then. It is kind of one of those, the idea of kind of driving around in a car and having a conversation with your friend and then eventually someone says something real dumb and it's kind of funny and then it moves on to the next time that, in that night that somebody says something either dumb or funny. Would you say you enjoyed it? Your remembrance of it, at least? Yeah, it had some pretty funny moments. Okay. I still think probably one of the funnier things that happens in that, though, is like, she sucked 37 dicks in a row. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, don't suck any dicks on your way to the car. There's this guy sitting outside the store, and he walks away. He's like, hey, you come back here. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. All right, E. Hi. It's been, we did the math, six years. At least. Since I had shown it to you originally. Yeah. In it, fact, it might have been longer since I've seen yeah. the first Clerks movie. I believe Clerks 1 is just one of the first movies you've ever shown me. Yeah, that sounds Because you just like it a lot. Pacific Rim, I think, was the very first. But... Pacific Rim is, technically speaking, the very first movie you've ever shown me, but it has a very different vibe from the yes. rest of the times. Because yes. that was 
my aunt left me at your house uh and your idea of what to do with some guy left at your house is get pizza and watch a movie which i don't yeah. know why that would never just be the automatic thing <laughs> i mean you 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 got i think you got lucky that you're like oh pacific rim everyone would like that movie everyone would why wouldn't you like pacific rim i mean yeah that's true but like <laughs> imagine if you're like you know what? Let me let me let me let's watch Clerks. Yeah, I don't think that would be a good first 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 movie. No, probably not. Probably um, not. but yeah, uh, Clerks because uh, for those who don't know, uh, Drya and Liz used to live in small town, so I only saw them there like a couple times a year at most, if if that. But after a bit, they moved down to where I live. And in fact, live with me. Uh. It lived with my parents, I should say. Yes. To make it more clear. <laughs> uh, until my parents sold the house and we all had to figure out how to where to live. <laughs> no joke. Yeah, it was great. Like, it was great. We're selling the house. Where are we going to go? Figure it out. Oh, my favorite part of that story, the day we left was my birthday. Yeah. Yay. It was great. I, I got home on my birthday and it's like, all right, get make sure to get the rest of your stuff. True story. <laughs> so on your birthday, and they gave you a bunch. Or they gave you a bunch of presents, and you open it up, and like these are all empty boxes. That's right. Move the fuck out, son. No, that was your birthday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my parents are terrible at planning things. Uh, they, in fact, didn't have somewhere to live. Yeah, <laughs> they lived with my grandparents they, for a bit. They sold their house and had no backup plan. They just yes, th- there was no backup there, plan because there was no a plan. Probably. There was no plan. Yeah. It's so funny because my roommate, okay. her parents are selling their house, but they got like a t- temporary townhouse while a house is being built for them, and they still have the first one, still like getting that on the market. Yeah. Whereas my my dad one day told me, "Yeah, we're putting the house up for sale." I was like, uh, "Okay," and then it got sold. I moved on my birthday. I couldn't live with them when they did find a place to move because I had a cat. Mm-hmm. And they moved somewhere where you can't have a cat. So that's the start of my journey living alone. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and it has gone until now where I live with my friends. I think great track record, honestly. Yeah. It's worked yeah. great so far. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, Clerks won uh, one of the first movies Dry has ever shown me. I will be completely honest and say I definitely get Clerks and Chasing Amy mixed up a lot in my head. That's very different movies. Tr- they're very different. Same guy. Yeah. Uh, some of the same characters. Yeah. <laughs> like Jane and Silent Bob actually are in that movie. I remember there's the yes. scene wherever Bob has like this whole big long speech uh, in Chasing Amy about how, like the connections about of chasing love. Amy. Yeah. yeah. About chasing Amy and like how it's just, yeah. Basically the plot of that movie. That's the thing. Like in my head, like they work at my, in my head, the summary of Clerks 1 is they work at the store. Randall gets him to start complaining about customers. They like play hockey on the roof. They go to a hockey, him and a girlfriend go to a hockey game, and he learns about her blowing everyone, and then uh, then the chasing Amy story, and then he becomes a comic writer, and I know that's both of them getting merged together yes. in so the you, middle yes. there. You got it right up until taking girlfriend to hockey Okay. Game. That <laughs> was totally the best, They both play hockey in them? Hockey's in every Kevin Smith thing ever. Not this one. Yeah, they wore hockey jerseys, man. Okay, sure. Oh, it's close. It's close. <laughs> close enough. Who wore hockey jerseys? Uh, Randall and Dante. When? A couple are talk- times. Are you talking about their work uniform? No. No, the, uh, I think it's the end montage they're wearing jerseys. <laughs> Silly Counts. me. How Maybe did one I of miss them? that? 
counts. <laughs> sure. It's like the fuck it's like people looking for the pizza van in Incredibles and like, no, it's it's right there. You see, it's it counts. And then they're like, oh no, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so that's the that's a big issue with clerks and chasing Amy. Because we did see them pretty close together, I'm gonna say too. Yes, and that was a uh Big learning situation. I learned a lot about how to like ease someone into movies. Yes, yes, I did. All this to cycle back. Clerks, I is one of those movies where I have more of like my memory of how I feel about the movie versus the movie itself, and I I remember enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, a bit too much like relationship drama for me, but a lot of that, a lot of I that mean, in there. Dry also didn't know that I was ace at the time. I arguably didn't know I was ace at the time. So yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> this is know. How dry, or this is how E found out that he was ace. I mean, there was just a long time I was like, <laughs> you know, people keep telling me once I find like the perfect person in like every media I've ever consumed always talks about finding the perfect person. I was like, I guess that's how it works. They leave out the part where you don't just not have any feelings whatsoever for any other person in existence. They leave that part out, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah it turns out that that's not the normal thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Clerks is cool. It's really funny. It's it's a really interesting piece of media, too, like learning a lot about it and like how it was made. That it, I, yeah. If I remember right, it barely was made. It was barely made. Um, yeah. No, oh, I, I think Dry probably wants to tell us. Yeah, the Dry, story. Sure. Dry knows I do, everything. I do actually agree with that though. With that learning how it was made and like how it almost wasn't made and how it was like a huge risk on his end to make this movie. Yeah. So Kevin Smith was in film school when he made Clerks One, and he was like, "I'm already giving them all of my money, and I'm fucking hating every moment of it. Why don't I lose all of my money and do something that I actually love?" So he dropped out of film school and decided, "I'm going to make my own movie." And he got all his credit cards, maxed them out on renting equipment and everything like that. Basically had one to two takes on every single shot in that movie. So every shot in that movie that you see is either the first or second take. There's one instance where they had to do multiple takes, but they left the film running the whole time because it was fucking expensive. And it was just one of the stupid dance scenes with uh, Silent Bob in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, super spent all of his money, was in a huge amount of debt. And he got real lucky to be picked up for a film festival. Uh, it's a small film festival he went to, and then Weinstein Company picked him up uh, before everybody knew about Weinstein, obviously. Obviously. And huge hit. It's fucking huge. It was him and Tarantino who were kind of like the big names of the indie scene. If I remember correctly, uh, it actually didn't do too well at that film, fe- film festival. Like People were like, yeah, it's fine. And then it was whenever the Weinstein Company picked it up that it started to become more of a hit they picked it up because they saw it at the film festival though yeah yeah but so. it was kind of one of those like oh well it's gonna flop so now i have to work a clerk job the rest of my life to pay off all of these credit cards that i just maxed out and then like hey we want to pick up your film and oh thank god <laughs> yeah so the other thing is that the little shop that it was in for people who don't know mm-hmm. uh he worked that during the day he yeah. had to work during the day and at night he was given permission to film as long as it was cleaned up by the time that it was time to open the shop. So he was working like 18-hour days. He would sleep just a few hours in between getting off of his shift and filming, and that was kind of it. Uh, he did that for, I think it was like a like month two, or something I was like going to say two or three weeks, wasn't it? Something like a month or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then got lucky enough that it fucking worked out for him. And then, you know, went on to immediately after do a huge fucking financial and critical flop in Mallrats, and then right after that... Uh, a whole bunch Dogma? of other movies. I think it was Dogma. No, I, I think it was Chasing Amy, then it was Dogma, wasn't it? I 
think it was Dogma then chasing Amy. I'm going to look it yeah. up just because like I don't yeah. know. <laughs> sure. But yeah, Clerks is really cool and a lot of a vibe. One of the things I bring up to Dry a lot, because it's really funny that it's that Clerks 1 and 2 are like some of his favorite movies. Because he always constantly talks about how he hates when a movie isn't like, or any media isn't like a central story throughout and like exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, like, and Clerks is like not that. Clerks is the opposite of that. Like Clerks is an episodic show as a movie almost. Pretty much. Kind of. <laughs> just a bunch of dudes just sitting around talking shit. Yeah. It's Clerks, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, then Dogma. Ah. And then Jay and, Sa- or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Jersey Girl, then Clerks 2. Yeah. Jersey Girl. Also, the other huge studio movie he did. Uh, man. <laughs> Don't you not like that one? I do not like Jersey Girl. It flopped critically, flopped financially, and it was one of those ones where they were making it where Kevin Smith was like, this is it. This is my fucking Oscar. This is Oscars for everybody oh. in here. And it just wasn't good, man. It just wasn't good. There I is a cut right. of the movie that the studio didn't get that is apparently extremely different. Hmm. And Smith has showed that cut at his theater that he owns. Um, but I, I can't get to his theater, obviously, because it's literally one theater. So, <laughs> you know, one day uh, when we hit it off big, we'll, we'll do a, that's the big financial goal to go to the Kevin Smith Theater. That'd be awesome. He does podcasts there. It'd be great. <laughs> He's like, who are these guys? What? Yeah, well, yeah. How did they get here? <laughs> How did we get here? Indeed. Where's the security at? Uh, <laughs> and then Jay and Silent Bob themselves come to kick our asses. Well, they're kind of always there because... Uh, Silent Bob is Kevin Smith, and Jay is just Kevin Smith's best friend. So they're kind of, yeah, sort <laughs> yeah. of, yeah. Well, I was going to say, that was the thing about the original Clerks movie, is like pretty much everybody that was in that movie were just friends of Kevin Smith. Yeah. I yeah. think. Also, one of the, one of the like, this is an E issue. <laughs> it's so funny to me, because to me, Silent Bob and uh, the main guy, Jay. Dante. Dante, yeah. Oh, Dante. They look the same to me, and Randall and Jay look the same to me. Yeah, that's purposeful. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, They just look the same. Yeah. Originally, Kevin Smith had wrote Dante for him, and he realized he couldn't remember all those words. <laughs> uh, hey, respect for him to like recognize his Yeah, so he created Silent Bob. He's like, this is a character I can remember all the lines for. <laughs> <laughs> There's two of them per movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so he nailed it. That's great. Uh, but yeah, so you think it's totally fine. It's not a terrible I think it's movie. good. Think it's good? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think the first one's good. I just have trouble remembering which part's this and which part's Chasing Amy. Sure. Yeah. sure. Chasing Amy, I would say, is fine, but with the caveat of that is very not my movie. Not your movie at all. It's, it's all relationship all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of the same for me with Clerks. It's probably been longer than six years since I've watched it, but I remember parts of it. You know, the on-running joke of you're not even supposed to be here today. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. There's a car, couple car rides in the first one, isn't there? There's one car ride, and you don't see it. Okay. Famously, uh, you don't see it. <laughs> famously. Uh, there's that. There's the... Uh, you said he only slept with seven guys. I didn't sleep with him, per se. And then, like, the sucking mm-hmm. 37 dicks scene. Um, the... So, or that, I think it was, like, the foreign guy that got him to sing that song, Berserker. Yeah. Uh, your uh, love is like a truck berserker. Would you like to make some fuck berserker? Yeah. yeah. Did you say, would you like make are making fuck? Like, I remember portions of it yeah. mostly yeah that guy's crazy yeah <laughs> yes. there's that there's a fight at the end the other girl that liked him about like how 
she was going to make a bigger deal out of this and like how he basically lost both those women because he was trying to chase after both of them. And then him and Randall fight at the end yeah, of it. Cause and he was chasing and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I got it. I got it. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember portions of that movie, but it, it's been, uh, it's been a hot minute since I watched it. But yeah. On to clerks too, I suppose. Yeah. Where... Now that we've talked uh, about 20 minutes with Clerks 1 and yeah. Chasing Amy. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and read the back of the box right away here. Writer-director Kevin Smith returns to the scene of his cult comedy classic Clerks to pick up his nothing-as-sacred style of humor and push it right over the edge. Ten years after the original, slacker heroes Dante and Randall have become fun employees at Mooby's Fast Food. In addition to offending customers and debating anything and everything, their responsibilities now include ragging on their uber nerd co-worker and teasing their sexy manager. <laughs> but when Dante announces his plan to leave New Jersey, Randall plots a shocking and hysterical going away party that will alter their lives forever. Featuring cameos by Ben Affleck, Jason Lee, Wanda Sykes, and the triumphant return of Jay and Silent Bob. I feel like that's not a good description at all. I feel like that... Sexy boss, what do you mean? I feel like that fucks up like how the actual framework of the movie is, for one. I feel like it makes... Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck, what's his name? The main But dude. E, sexy boss. <laughs> what's the main dude's name? Dante? Dante. I feel like it makes it seem like Dante and Randall are super on the same page the whole time. Yeah, and they're not. And like they're, they're actually not in the movie half the time together. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a significant amount of the movie where they're not in the same place. Yeah, there's quite I a mean, bit of it actually. I could read you the Google back of the box. No, I'm just I'm just saying <laughs> that I think that might work a little bit better for you. No, no, they that's the that's what they decided. Fucking Kevin Smith himself blessed this movie at the start because Dry wanted us to watch him jerking himself off. Yeah, that is he true. Sure, he sure did too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they let that on the case, but yeah, unrated. So you know, it's yeah, that was true. Unrated special feature. <laughs> you know what else do you want from the bigger, batted, unrated cuts that came from all of the two thousands movies than just the director just jerking himself off into the camera? I, I feel like insect. I feel like the one movie that like did the unrated cut thing really well was the movie Sex Drive. Yeah, Because I agree. it's just stupid how it does it, and it actively knows that it's stupid. So, like, there's just random nudity. Like, it's yeah. not spliced in correct. It's, like, not part of the movie. It's, like, they're driving through a <laughs> cornfield, and it cuts, and it's just a guy's dick swinging around, slapping corn, <laughs> and it cuts back to the movie. It- no, no, no. It's actually even dumber than that, because what it is is uh, one of the guys is trying to have sex with a girl, and uh, I think her husband or her dad comes home, and so, like, he has the bed for or the head of the bed frame like are uh, that he's tied to and he's like running through a cornfield with is it. it the guy's very white and the guy that like they showed the dick swinging around back and forth <laughs> is very much black oh yeah. on one end i never want to see that one on the other end that sounds absolutely hilarious yeah. you hate that movie and uh, at the very beginning of the movie he's just like like unrated usually just gives you what maybe 30 seconds of extra scenes we added tons of extra boobs like this and then had a girl walk on the set uh, naked like mm, those are nice boobs and lots more cock and then just shows like doesn't even, it shows like just below his waist just so that all he can see is legs and cock and the other guy goes mm, hey that's some you good gotta cock. keep it even yeah. keep it even yeah they very much kept it even <laughs> respect is that i have like this vague like scene that i've seen where it's like some dude tied up to a bed just like running down a hallway on the bed is that what that is that from that movie or is that it's not so much down a hallway movie. as much as it's down a cornfield okay 
there's so many sex movies that there's, it's hard to say. That's probably yeah. true. It's pro- the ur- In fact, my thing is probably like from a movie that's already like stealing a scene from a movie that's probably stealing a scene from another yeah, movie. Yeah, for all we know, it's American Pie 3 or something. Probably. <laughs> yeah. The early 2000s was just filled with sex comedy. I mean, it's it's so insane how like suppressed people were in the 2000s clearly by the movies that came out. It's came out yes. of the 90s, man. Yeah, that's true, I guess. You know, it wasn't like the 70s and 80s where it was, like, fine to have sex. Yeah. Nah, abstinence, man. It was totally right in the abstinence movement, so, yeah. yeah. It's just funny, because they're not... I'm not... I'm going to say everyone I've seen is not very good. <laughs> There's... I think 95% of them are total garbage. Like, total complete garbage. the best one that's, like, basically about sex is, like, uh, Euro Trip. I feel like. That is directly about sex, and I feel like it kind of... I think it's one of the better ones because it's like very absurd in a lot yeah. of the things it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this movie is rated R for pervasive sexual and crude content, including aberrant sexuality, strong language, and some drug material. Aberrant sexuality? Abor- abhorrent? Aberrant? Is that what they I say it's when abhorrent. it's gay? I don't. I don't know. I think that might be uh, what they say when it's interspecies erotica. Oh, that's true. I guess. I guess that's also in the movie. That that's also in the in movie. The movie. Uh, the back of this box. It's vague. 97 minutes. That's the Lauren. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what I was looking for. It's in a weird little corner in the bottom. That's that's the back of that. Robbie, if people want to watch this before we start talking about this one, where can they do that? So this one's a little bit more of a mixed bag. Uh, there are the usual suspects of Google Play, Redbox, and Vudu for three ninety nine. If you have a premium or primetime subscription, uh, YouTube, YouTube TV, or Amazon Prime, but probably the easiest way to watch this is on Pluto TV or Tubi, or Tubi for free, as long as you don't mind ads. You know, they just brought back pay-per-view, really. Kind, kind, kind of? of. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> pay-per-view? You'd see swing cocks and just boobs everywhere. The only thing I actually know is on pay-per-view is, like, boxing matches. Boxing of, and porn. Yeah. Yeah. How come it's, like, sports and porn always are, like, the biggest gatekeepers of everything? Because that's everybody. That's what people pay for. That's why. <laughs> Almost everybody in the world watches sports or porn. You don't even need to, like, pay for porn anymore, though. You don't need to pay for sports, it. either. But if you want to watch legally, a specific, you do. I'm if you want to watch a specific porn or a specific <laughs> sports, you got to pay for it. If you want to see, I don't even know what the porn awards names are. The Hardys, I assume. I don't know. <laughs> Hardys, that's the Google fucking- Carl's Jr. Man, uh, the, I, I got to go incognito. The for Moisties, this one. I don't know, man. The moisties. <laughs> I like the Hardys because it just makes me imagine like Hardys brought to you by Hardys. <laughs> be great, actually. You're really good. You're going to be disappointed. It's AVN Awards. Boo. Oh, that's fucking boring. Adult visual. Uh, adult video news yeah. awards. News? <laughs> Apparently. Today in adult video news, <laughs> local <laughs> local legend John Stamack has broken his penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's at a 90 degree angle and we don't know what the fuck happened. The good Sex news swing is <laughs> he can do that around the corner kind of thing now. <laughs> like SWAT team. But with his penis. Uh, anyway, clerks, so clerks too. Clerks too, not porn. Yeah, S- yes. Significantly less porn, I should say. Significantly less, not zero. There's not but zero, less. but less. <laughs> more than Clerks one. Much I feel like. more than Clerks okay. one. Yeah. I feel like I don't remember Clerks one being super. I think there's there might well, be a scene really... where someone's reading a triple X magazine in the first Clerks, maybe. Yeah, there's no nudity, but there's a lot of talk of sex and stuff like that in the first yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, all window, if you will, that you've yeah. shown me. That's a significant thing. Yeah. I'm going to assume that probably delves into Kevin Smith's personal life in a lot of ways. Yeah, he's just an open book kind of guy. So, um, But uh, initial thoughts on Clerks 2 here. Robbie? 
it hasn't aged as well as I thought it would. Yeah. But that's like we were saying of the era of sex comedies in the early 2000s. It, it is still funny. It still has a lot of really funny moments. Still very much a Kevin Smith movie. Yes. In the purest form with Jay and Silent Bob and like just, you know, people riffing on each other all like around every single corner. And there is a storyline there, but not a whole lot of it. A lot of it is just kind of riffing back and forth about this or that. There's which, more of a storyline in this one than there is in the first. Right. But it's there is still mostly just like riffing on whatever they feel like riffing on in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it is still funny. It is still a good movie. I still do enjoy it. I think I enjoyed it more whenever I first saw it back in 2006, 2007, whenever we first watched it. But it because some of that humor did kind of just stay in the early 2000s, whether everyone had to kind of push the envelope as far as they possibly could to try to get the humor where they want it to be. But it still has some very funny moments in this movie. It is still an enjoyable movie to watch. There's still some laugh out loud moments, but I think that there's probably a good 20 minute section of this movie that aged really poorly. There's a few uh, scenes, yeah. That kind of like makes me like, Ugh. yeah. And there's reasons why it's not mentioned in Clerks 3. <laughs> um, enjoyed for the most part, though. Yeah, I did enjoy that movie. Okay. E. Yo. Thoughts? Uh, I think it has the kind of weak first, like, third. Honestly, okay. I think it's a little slow in the first third. This movie is 2000 as hell mm-hmm. in the quote unquote good ways, but a lot in the bad ways. It's pretty homophobic. I'm not saying Kevin Smith's homophobic. I mean, that was just that was the humor of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of it's like, hey, gay. Yep. Laugh. Yep. Um, like there's so much like this that's like, oh, yep. That was that was the talk voice where it's like Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars versus uh Hobbit, nerd culture. I guess. Yeah, like nerd culture shit. Yeah. Uh, and then I you could tell it's two thousands because it, you weren't supposed to say that the Lord of the Rings stuff's pretty homoerotic with Sam and Frodo. Yes. Whereas now it's like now yeah. everybody just sort of accepts that. Yeah. yeah, now it's like it's kinda weird that Sam like got a wife after yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, and it's funny, like, it being the shitty Star Wars movies is the relevant ones again. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Um, You know, it being so sexually charged, obviously I'm not, like, super into that. Right. Though it's so over-the-top and absurd that it kind of wraps around of all kind of working in a way for me. Like, I think a lot of what, like, non-interest from being an ace person is just, like, the serious and gra- gravity of a lot of like sex stuff in movies. Sure. And like, I'm going to say when like all sex is gross, the like supposedly weird, gross things about sex aren't <laughs> really that gross. Cause it just is all, it's just all sex. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and the, that's kind of funny anyways. I, they, they like really make me hate some of the characters in this uh, on purpose. I'm gonna say like they're mm, yeah. shitty people. Yeah, for the most part. Um, it's it's weird to like talk about in a lot of ways because again, it is just like a a vignette of a lot of things that happened to them on the final day of quote unquote final day of uh, <laughs> Dante's Dante's were yeah you know and he's going through his Dante's Inferno of course. And everything. <laughs> I, I mean, I assume it's intentional in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's really interesting and weird. I 
I don't know. It's it's so hard because like it's so weird that it's so like aged worse in a lot of ways than the first one. Like that this is like so fucking two thousands of a thing. Yeah, yeah. And other like there's not a lot of things specifically that date it. It's just the vibe it has. The dates whole it. thing. Yeah. Like it's it's so hard. And like, there's nothing inherently wrong with that, though. When you talk to Dry and he tells you how much he hates 2000 movies, uh, you there is a lot of flaws. Uh, again, not to harp on it a ton, but like, it is very uncomfortable watching a lot of the homophobic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is surprisingly better about it than some movies I've seen. I would say on the homophobia, this is maybe on the light side compared to like an American Pie or something yeah. like that. Um. But for Kevin Smith stuff, I think this is his worst. It's kind of on the heavier side, yeah. especially coming off of Chasing Amy, which like yeah, that's wo- like surprisingly really nuanced. It is, and like there's a whole character in there whose thing is they're like super homophobic, and like it's because they're gay, and yeah. like they're in the closet about it. So like that actually really works for that throughout that whole movie as like kind of like a reward of like oh shit, like they didn't even realize why they were like so shitty about this. Yeah, and that works really well. And then there's this where it's just like a bunch of homophobic stuff, and it's like there's not really like a, it, not it's like a, yeah, it's because it. like that's what guys were like in the 2000s. Yeah, it was very dude bro humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I didn't get it, but you know, again, when all sex is gross, gay sex isn't any grosser. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's fine. Yeah, all sex is sex. Yeah, sex is gross, and inherently, I think sex is just gross. Yeah, but when you're horny, it just that part leaves your mind. Yeah. <laughs> The gross so, part of your brain just embraces it for however long the session lasts, whether it's an hour or 30 seconds. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. This movie's a lot in a lot of ways in, like, how far it wants to push stuff. And, like, in one, you can say, like, it's trying to push the envelope, but, I mean, pushing the bottom of the envelope is also pushing the envelope. Doesn't necessarily <laughs> make it the correct way to do it. Right? <laughs> Envelope just fell over, but you pushed it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I still think this movie's good. Um, I I really would have to watch Clerks one again to like formally think about my opinions on like which one I liked more. Okay. I want to lean to Clerks one, which despite me mixing up with Chasing Amy, <laughs> I still actually do remember having a good time and like I don't know. In a lot of ways, it's a big step up from Clerks one, and in some ways, I wish it. I feel like the constraints Clerks 1 made it a lot more special. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. I think in the Clerks trilogy, Clerks 2 is quite easily the worst. Nice. Um, I Like I said, I don't think it's the worst Kevin Smith movie at all. Is that Mallrats? I would say Jersey Girl. I would say Jersey Girl is his worst. Mallrats is just sort of boring. What if you include I mean, the Kevin Smith cut of Mallrats? Actually, I'm... I'm going to immediately take that back. Kevin Smith's worst movie is Yoga Hosers. Yogurt Hosers? Yoga, Yoga Hosers. I haven't Sounds seen like that porn. one, but my my vote was probably going to be for Zack and Mary Make a Porno. I like Zack and Mary Make a Porno. I think just, the ending eh. is pretty weak. but uh, That's that's like the only Kevin Smith movie I ever heard about outside of you, I'll be honest. Yeah, that one had a lot of really good marketing behind it. But well, it it's was... because uh, Seth Rogen was a big name around that time, and mm-hmm. he was the lead character in that movie. Kevin Smith which... wrote that movie with Rogen in mind, and he said if he couldn't get Rogen, he wasn't going to do the movie. <laughs> it's so funny hearing that about like a a sex comedy when like that's usually something you hear about like 
a superhero or like an action yeah. film. Like if I can't fucking get Seth Rogen, I'm walking, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Master of the time, Seth Rogen. <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna say that movie, like the ending of that movie's good, but like everything leading up to it is just kinda eh, in my opinion. I think that, that movie holds up a lot better than I remembered. Um there's a lot of really fun stuff in Zack and Mary, I think. Eh. I watched it very recently. <laughs> I I mean I watched it whenever I think it was back in like 2008 last but like yeah so there, there, there's like a whole lot of things behind that too yeah sure you know sure. maybe we'll watch that and I'll be like I don't know that's weird I, you won't like it yeah you won't like you it. won't like that movie it is super about porn <laughs> sure I don't know porn's an art form arguably there's awards for it now yeah <laughs> now yeah the AVN awards <laughs> the Hardies as they would be called they should be called the Hardies <laughs> then they should be sponsored by Hardies. <laughs> Great. It might be Carl's Jr. holding him back from going at the Hardys. <laughs> actually, genuinely, yes, it's very common for companies to like trademark or like buy out porn just so they can't make porn. Yeah, the most like historically known one is Nintendo owns Super Horneo Brothers because there were two of them, and they bought it out and like you're not allowed to make any more of these. That's You're great. done. That's fantastic. And I, they still own the trademark. I think it's so good. It's silly. Um. But yeah, I uh, I'm not going to go out and say that like Kevin Smith, all, his whole oeuvre is like, oh, this is like all art. Like it's a lot of dumb comedies. Like and that's fine. He's he's very aware that most of his stuff is just dumb comedies. I'm gonna say like even the with him like being all oh, this is like a bunch of dumb comedies, he gets really good like direction out of it, and like there's generally some really impressive shots. Even this, which like I think is like. Some again, some ways a step down from Clerks One. Like there are some fucking crazy ass shots in this that are so cool. Like the opening shot is generally like one of my favorite things I've seen from him. It's really cool because it's so fucking cool. Because it starts black and white or sepia tone, whatever you want to call. Yeah, it's black and white. Yeah, uh, like the first movie until he opens up the Quick Mart and the fire is the only color. Yeah. And it's so cool. And like he closes it, it's still black and white. He opens the gate of fire and then it, like turns around as color comes to the world. It's really cool. And it's cool, but it's also a great like symbolism of his life changing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's really good. It's yeah, it's really like good. generally yeah. an amazing scene in this movie about them making dumb jokes about porn and Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and yeah, Transformers. That's honestly one of my favorite things about Clerks in general, like the Clerks series, is yeah. that it's a whole lot of dick jokes masking like a very intimate story. <laughs> like but that's why like I don't want to like try to knock down and be like, oh you know, it's just a dumb comedy. Like comedy is also art. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think that's always something to know. And because there's something I saw people complain about online uh you know they complain about everything online but yeah people are like it's so annoying that like only like action films or like horror films and stuff are getting like the actor awards when like comedy actors also fucking work their asses off to get the deliveries it is really really hard to 13 times in a row in a day deliver that same line like it's the first thing like the first time you've ever delivered it and like it's the funniest thing every single time like have you ever like had a story that you've told and like by the third time you're like okay i'm fucking done with it and you start like going over things like can't do that every single joke you make has to be the biggest punchline ever and like that's really hard to do you have to be very charismatic and very dedicated to be able to do that like comedy's hard 
people yeah. don't realize you can't like change out actors in a comedy like people feel like you can. Yeah. You can't just like well, it's something I feel like Hollywood doesn't realize. You can't just throw the rock into any script and it's funny. Like he's he's only he's a very specific kind of comedy. Yeah. And yet I think there are certain things where the rock is like that's that's the rock. He works really well here. This is great because the rock is doing the rock thing. Mm-hmm. And there's other things where like man, they did get the rock. Yeah. Like yep. Two of my least favorite things they put him in is Rampage, one of my least favorite movies of all time <laughs> yeah. for no reason. And fucking Jungle Cruise. We watched that and that is not, he should not have been the Jungle Cruise yeah. guy. Yeah. That movie's just fine. That, that movie's boring. It's just a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Clerks 2. Clerks, Clerks 2. 2. <laughs> better uh, than Jungle Cruise. Better than, yeah, I would agree. Better than Jungle Cruise. <laughs> uh, But yeah, I'll, uh, I guess like I'm getting at like, the actors, like the actors, do really good in all the roles, yes. and like the delivery is great. Uh, I would say the weakest might be Emma. I guess she does, but like she arguably is supposed to be the way she is because I feel like a lot of her delivery feels a little stilted. But I think that's because you're supposed to kind of get an off feeling from her because yeah. the way the movie's framed is she's not the one, quote unquote. Yes. Also, it's Kevin Smith's wife. Oh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill me kevin smith um i think that she does play the role fairly well she's in uh jane silent bob strike back as well and she's very different in that okay so <laughs> yeah do you think it's weird her playing that role in this movie like the guy that this kevin smith stand-in is like dating and supposed to marry but breaks it off and cheats on like might have been feels, weird. Who knows? That's yeah. weird. Yeah, might have been weird. Like, I wonder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, might have been. <laughs> like, all right, honey, I need you to play like this guy. He's engaged to you, and uh, <laughs> but he doesn't want to be actually. But you control everything, and you like bring him into <laughs> this relationship. You're super controlling. You make all the decisions. <laughs> So and you know he my friend hates that, it. <laughs> you know my friend that we've been friends with for like forever, and like he was in the first Clerks movie. You're gonna be his fiance in the second Clerks movie. You'll be making out with him a lot. Are you okay with that? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about how you have a clit the size of a penis. <laughs> it, it was pro- it was probably very awkward. Yes, <laughs> just, I imagine just like knowing that. Like he's like, oh, I mean, obviously they're probably. Very, I mean, I assume they're very close. Obviously, yes, they're extremely close. Yeah, yes, very. So, very close. Yeah, that's not a thing you just ask of someone random. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Clerks 2, I'm going to say the overall plot is very simple. Mm-hmm. It's a Clerks movie after all. Yeah. I'm going to run down the plot and then we're going to say what our, what parts we liked and what parts we didn't hear. So the plot is Dante and Randall working at Movies, which is a, uh, it's McDonald's. It's McDonald's. It was a fast food franchise created in Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, some backstories, Jane and Silent Bob went off and were rich because, uh, the guys in Chasing Amy based characters off of them for mm-hmm. a comic book, Buntman and Chronic. Yeah. And they made a whole bunch of money off of that, and they get a bunch of royalties from it. Not only that, but there were movies based off of them, almost. Uh, that's what James and Bob Strike Back is to go and stop a movie being made about Buntman and Chronic, because they didn't say it was okay. Oh, was it going to be bad? It's not that it was going to be bad, it's that, that they, they weren't getting anything. It. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like, I think royalties. that's fair. I just am curious if it was And like... James and Bob uh, Strike Back, the only time that Bob actually speaks in there. He goes through a whole bunch of legal jargon about how like they're owed royalties for the movies. And it's like, all right, fine, we'll give you the royalties as long as we can make the movies. You need to sign here and here. Like, all right, fine, okay, you guys will get your royalties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a road trip movie with James and yeah. Bob. It's it's fun. It's not the best. It's fun though. 
I it's so weird like how prevalent Jay and Silent Bob became. Cause like yeah. you know, you shove your clerks and then like they're they're in like all the Kevin's movies and like yeah, yeah, obviously he just really likes these characters and mm-hmm. one is him. Yeah. Uh and then like they're in like Scream Scream Three? Scream Four? Scream Three. Scream Three. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's kinda interesting. And Degrassi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I watched and then I got High's music video and they're in that too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, these guys were everywhere, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is really all before popular. Kevin Smith even starts smoking weed. <laughs> I mean, and they're I feel pretty like much main characters of... in Dogma, which is also kind of weird. Yes, they are main characters in Dogma, which yeah. Dogma very different from a lot. You want to show me stuff. Dogma? I really want right, to show you Dogma. Yeah. So we shouldn't say too we gotta, much about it. I won't yeah. say too much about it, but yeah, we'll. I'll definitely start looking for DVDs or Blu-rays. Already has it. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah you just mind. hasn't found his. So uh, a bit of back, back, back room <laughs> stuff, back door stuff, whatever the phrase is. Uh, Dry was originally going to do a Kevin Smith month or like because last year we did Star Wars because I had never seen Star Wars. So yeah. we we're like, all right, every month we're going to watch a Star Wars movie. Yep. And that was fun, but it was very exhausting. Yes. This year he's like, what if we do it with like Kevin Smith movies? And then he said, actually, I thought about it and that's a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> Because I would, because one thing I was like, you have to be prepared. Because I might hate Kevin Smith if we watch all of them. Because like I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna. I hate a lot of the Star Wars stuff after like how tired I am. Sure. But also half like four ish of the Star Wars movies are really bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that didn't help. But yeah. And then Dry realized that's also kind of the thing with Kevin Smith is like Kevin Smith has some pretty good movies. He also has some kind of garbage movies. And I think even Kevin Smith would admit to that. Well, because yeah. that was the thing. Dry said. You know, E, I think I might hate Kevin Smith if we watch all his movies. It's true. It's very uh, true. So we we pivoted and we're doing we did trilogies and f- the format's very different because we're not one. It's not one series, which helps a lot, and two, yes. uh, we don't adhere to a specific schedule with them. Yeah, but we will have all the trilogies that we started this year done by the end of the year. Yeah, that is a promise. Even if the last two months is just us finishing up these trilogies, we're yeah. doing it. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, I got a little off track, but yeah, so they they work at movies. Movies. Uh, and it's Dante's last day because he's engaged to- Emma. Emma, who is very controlling, like we just said. And they are moving to Florida, where Dante is going to run one of her father's- Car washes. Car washes. And they're going to give them a house. Yes, and after the wedding, they are going to be gifted a house. So his entire life, basically at this point, completely roadmap for him. He knows exactly what the rest of his life looks like. She even has the exact day he's going to (laughs) die. Yeah, the wedding date. No, (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly, like a month and three days after they get like insurance. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, they that whole thing is going on, and she visits him a lot during the day i feel like only three times i feel like that's a lot for a work day i don't know how how many hours do you see your wife at work zero no basically in general like a whole day um like five yeah not many i wish it were more that's more than <laughs> well I, now i'm seeing maybe never, this is great actually <laughs> nevertheless like if i think if dry's wife went to his work and started making out with him in front of the customers dry might get fired well, well, something would happen he's higher up yeah, I mean, I'd hide it better. That's right. I mean, also, like, uh, they're in the, what is, not the honeymoon period, because I think that's when you actually get married, but, like, the, what's what's that Honeymoon called? phase? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's like new like beginning of a relationship yeah. kind of thing. Honeymoon yeah. phase, newlyweds phase, that yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, I love this person until you go, man, bad wife. Ha ha. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's what I learned from newspaper comics. It's I mean, it's just like everything is so new and fresh. Yeah. Like nothing feels awful, even the awful stuff. It's like when you find a new restaurant you really like. Yeah, and you like eat all of it and you're like, "Oh, man, my favorite is this one." And so you get that one all the time and you're like, "Huh." This doesn't have the same zing that it used to have. Maybe I should go somewhere else, and you go somewhere else, and you have all of that, and you're like, man, this is way better than the other thing. I hate that other thing now. Don't do that with your wife. Don't do that with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Only do that with McDonald's and Wendy's. <laughs> I like McDonald's and Wendy's being like, oh, yeah, you know, favorite restaurants. Yeah, Wendy's, favorite thing. McDonald's. You know what? I had Wendy's fries today. They might be better than McDonald's now. They're pretty uh, good. I mean, it depends what vibe you want. I I find McDonald's. I never really like McDonald's fries all that much, honestly. I do, I do like McDonald's fries, but the, the, they're, they're okay. too soggy for me. The crunch on those Wendy's fries now, man, pretty good. Maybe I just got a good batch. I don't I, know. I try to. I think. I feel like Wendy's is a mixed bag of like counting on when you eat there and like who's Wendy's cooking. is the most inconsistent yeah. fast food restaurant ever. Absolutely, it like is. you have to find the one Wendy's that you like. You have to find whichever one in your entire city. You have to find the one that's good. Yep. Then you have to find the perfect times to go there. Yep, because it's it's totally inconsistent. It's entirely. so inconsistent. It's it's a lot worse now because they they fucking go through workers like a goddamn yeah. sawmill. But <laughs> yeah, they should stop sawing up their workers for the beef. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I mean it's delicious, but they, they got to give them stop. time off after they saw off their arms. <laughs> well, no, they got to get back to work. That's how they get the chili. <laughs> So clerks too. <laughs> but God, I'm so I I've worked I worked at a Chipotle for like a year and a bit, and all the worst memories were flooding back to me all watching the PTSD. them do it. All yeah. of the goddamn I they did not have to deal with as busy as a of a restaurant as I did, luckily, in this movie, <laughs> but goddamn worst memories of like setting everything up and everything. Ugh. Yeah. I feel like for how busy they their restaurant is in this movie it's like the same amount of busy as a long john silvers maybe yeah that's a pretty good comparison yeah. actually yeah i mean it's a like a lot of people are cons- are consistently saying that like long john silvers is just a front have you ever seen anyone who eats at long john silvers all the time i like i wouldn't trust anyone who ever eats at a long john silver because it's fucking fast food fish yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but yet there's still a whole bunch that are open they're still there yeah they're still there Getting tax money pushed through. <laughs> so yeah, movies is fictional Long John Silvers. It's like if somehow you made a not successful hamburger fast food. Like, yeah. how do you do that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the basic plot, I'm going to run through real fast, yeah, yeah, sorry. is Dante's on his last day, and he turns out that he is in love with his boss, who he had recently slept with a few weeks ago. And... This whole time, Randall is like, man, I, I don't know, life used to be pretty great. Quick stop. Like, I don't know, maybe you should think about how great life used to be, because it was kind of, like, nice just being there and hanging out with you all the time, being with my best friend. And then he's like, if you're just going to forget about me when you leave, so this is it. This is the last time we ever talk, basically. And so he starts setting up a going away present for him, which is... Donkey dick. <laughs> which is donkey dick. It's a donkey show. Also, there is a character introduced named Elias. Yeah. And uh, he's great. I I like him. I feel like a lot of the jokes with him are kind of weak, honestly. It's a whole lot of, like, Jesus and... uh, It's it's a whole lot of, like... Again, it's a whole lot of 2000s joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's when you're allowed... When they started to be able to, like, make fun of Christians for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. it's when you made fun of homo. It's when you did a lot of homophobic jokes at the expense of of non 
traditionally masculine man. Wow, look how look how not man this guy is. So he must be gay. A whole lot of that in this, yes. Which is there very are... funny because bears are super gay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there is some really great scenes with Elias in here. There's one standout great scene, which I think everybody knows from the movie. Probably. If, uh, or at least remembers from the movie. Uh, but yeah, Elias is there, super innocent, super Jesus-y. Uh, super, super, whatever your idea of stereotypical nerd in the mid-2000s is, mm-hmm. that's Elias. And their boss is played by Rosario Dawson, who is cool. She's cool. Yeah. She's cool. Also, once you see her, you're like, okay, I see what's happening in this movie. Yes, immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh. <laughs> so, yes, it is a big secret that Dante and Rosario Dawson's character, whose name I can't remember, uh, look it up for me. Maddie. Becky. Becky. That was Bex. close. Yeah. Kind of close? Uh, <laughs> there was a Y in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure, that, that that's the part that people are going to remember of that name. It is a secret that they have been sleeping together. There's a whole lot of conversations about it. Well, that Clerks does. It's a lot of conversations. Yeah. It's like a Tarantino movie. Kind of, they're but they're cut, more realistic conversations. Cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Just less stylistic. Yeah. A worse cloth. <laughs> like Tarantino's and it's not a bad thing with his movies but his are almost like watching a play yeah. uh, it's very poetic in the way that people talk even if it's just like normal conversations told in a very poetic way the, uh, with Kevin Smith and the Clerk movies they're more down to earth in my yeah. opinion yeah. I, I was Tarantino has a knack for making the mundane very extravagant whereas Kevin Smith makes the very extravagant very mundane. Yeah. They talk about crazy ass shit in this movie yeah. and it's with no like hesitation, no like it's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where he gets in an argument with some guy who likes Lord of the Rings and the argument ends with him puking and like the next thing is he just goes to Dante and is like, "Yo, I just made a fucking guy puke." Yeah, I made fun of this nerd so much that he puked his grades. Yeah. Where's my bucket? It's in the closet. We keep the cleaning supplies. We have cleaning supplies. Yeah, <laughs> also great. <laughs> very uh, accurate to us. And there's that, or like you said, something that would be like a huge deal. Like if we if we had this conversation out in public, I'm pretty sure there'd be somebody coming up. Like, no, you guys got to leave. Is like whenever they're having the argument of you never go ass to mouth. Yes, uh, just a whole. It's a five minute scene of talking about going ass to mouth. We had if we had that conversation in a Walmart, we would be told to leave Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> or kick the shit out of. Or someone would kick the shit out of us. Yeah. Which it's a Walmart, so probably that one, actually. You, you gotta be it, careful in a Walmart. They sell guns there. It's true. Yeah. You can just grab one. I think that's in the right, actually, to shoot you <laughs> if you're talking about that. I think that's in the Constitution. I was gonna say, counting on the, counting on the Walmart, we might get the shit kicked out of us as we're being kicked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they go about their day talking about nerd stuff and making fun of customers, as they did in the first Clerks. Yeah. Uh one point in time, uh, one of their old high school buddies comes up, or not buddies, someone they went to high school with, and is like, oh, I see that you two are still working as clerks. And like, it's like, well, not all of us can be millionaires, or yeah. internet millionaires. Pickle boy or whatever. Pickle fucker. Pickle fucker. Yeah. Yes. And it turns out that he had sold uh, mad ducats or something. Whatever. He sold like a search engine thing yeah, to Amazon. to Amazon for $20 million. So he's just internet f- uh, Again, millionaire. Super 2000s. Super 2000s, yes. yeah. Like that is not, you can't you can't make another website nowadays. They'll kill you. You can't do it, yeah. Those... <laughs> Google will just be like, nope. Yeah. Uh, well, you can make a website. The problem is, is you got to buy server space from Amazon. Therefore, they own it anyways. <laughs> kind of true. 
Um, and he's just there saying how terrible they are. So Randall brings up the whole pickle fucker incident to where a bunch of jocks were making fun of him one day and they would stick a pickle in his ass and he had to walk 10 steps. But every time 10 he, feet. 10 feet. But every time that he dropped the pickle out of his ass, he had to take a bite and then stuff it back in there. And he was a lucky one. It only took four bites of the pickle before it was wedged in there enough to where he could walk the 10 it's feet. It's absolutely disgusting. Like the idea of disgusting. biting a pickle. Ugh. <laughs> so gross. He makes a point. God damn like, it. Just <laughs> eating pickles. Oh, man. Love the vinegar. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. They make fun of him for that. And that really fucking just gets Randall pissed off. So he's like, I got to go for a drive. Like, no one what? else remembers that. And then uh, <laughs> Jay just walks in and is like, pickle fucker, what's up? There's actually a great scene here. He's like, I would like a, a skinny cow tipper and a Diet Coke, please. Like, right up. He goes and he fills the Coke up with piss ice from a urinal and gets a bunch of flies and shoves it on the burger, hands it to the guy. And he's like, you know what? You can have this. I don't think I'm going to like it very much, will I? And then Jay's like, hey, yo, Silent Bob, pickle fucker just got some free eats. Yeah. <laughs> so, so dumb. So silly. Also, they also just, like, it's, it's quote unquote gross out here because they're just eating it. But I also like they're just like, yeah, this tastes kind of funny, huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> They kind of tastes it. like piss and fr- flies, doesn't it? He's like, yeah. Uh, Dante, Dante and Randall, rather, go off and uh, do go-karts, which is irrelevant, really. It is irrelevant. The only thing that makes it relevant is that it is very similar in script, scru- script structure. structure, thank you, to the first one, where there's a freak out, and at one point they like decide to leave to go to a funeral because they're one of their people that they knew died. Uh, so they leave for the funeral. The only difference is that in this, you see what they do when they leave movies. Mm-hmm. And in the original, it's just like five minutes later, and they're like running away, and everyone's yelling at them in the first one. For anyway, and you have to watch the Clerk animated series if you want context for that. You actually do. It's canon. The Clerk's animated series is canon, even though there's six episodes, and one of them is a, f- flash, uh, is a flashback. A or flashback. Uh, and I think it's like episode three is a fucking clip, clip show, episode. That's what huh. It's so yeah. stupid. And like... It's like tongue in cheek, like they know it's stupid. Yeah, yeah. And I think they make up clips in it too, which yeah. I always like a clip show to do. Yeah, stuff that didn't happen because it's three episodes in. So how yeah. could it? Yeah. Uh, Dry hates the clerk animates. Do series. not like the clerk animates. I I meet a lot of people like, oh yeah, that was kind of neat. I wish I had longer. If it had time to figure itself out, maybe. But yeah, I think that was its biggest thing. Because if I remember right, Kevin Smith is like a huge like animation nerd. Huge animation nerd. The newest He Man that came out. Uh, only happened because of Kevin Smith. Like the 2000s one? or The very the... newest one on Netflix. The Shiro? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, like, in my head, that's not He-Man, because it's the Cause Shiro, Shiro show. But it's, it is He-Man. Yeah. It's in the universe of He-Man. Uh, but yeah, he wrote that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, so they go go-karting, and then, like, this is where you start to get some, like, actual character from randall rather than him just piss taking the shit piss out of everything yeah and he's like starts talking about like man like this is when they had kind of had that conversation of like we should like just ha- do whatever we want to like it was great when we were at the quick stop i just watched movies and made fun customers like what more could you want in life it was easy it was simple it was we basically controlling our own lives why wouldn't you want that and dante's like what you would want to be back there he's like no of course not so they go back to... There's like the whatever, you're leaving anyways. Yeah. They go back to movies, and a huge lunch rush is happening. Of four, four people. Four people. Oh, people. God. 
which you get Wanda Sykes in line, and I don't know the other comedian's name. Mm. Um, but there are some genuine funny lines between those two. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that entire thing with them, uh, the other one... No, that's not him. Never mind. <laughs> uh, that was a cop. It's fine. He's but not yeah. showing up on Google. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Wanda Sykes and other comedian playing their husband. Like, apparently, that was all ad-libbed. Yeah, like, all ad-libbed. They came there as like... Uh, a favor? A favor to Kevin Smith. They just happened to be available, and he's like, you guys do it? They're like, yeah, or, fuck it. So they just came in and just made up a bunch of stuff. They said a bunch of shit that they thought was funny, and it was pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only part that of- was really scripted was uh, whenever they start talking to Randall and getting mad at him. Yes, for- which this is the part of the movie that I think aged very poorly. Yes. Uh, I think it it does the 2000s comedy thing of it. It goes too far because it's trying to like be super edgy. As the back of the box says, I do think that it is very within character for yeah. Randall. Um, but I don't love it. Don't love it. I think that there's one like very, very funny part in it. Uh, but it's it's a lot of racial slurs, so I'm not going to repeat anything. It's right. Yeah. I think for me, probably the funniest part about that though is like whenever they try to give back her money and give him the food. It's like, please take this. We are so sorry for what happened. She's like, no, I don't want your food here. And like the husband's like, we'll take the food. It's like, you can't maybe. taste racism. Yeah, you can't yeah. taste racism. <laughs> yeah. There's a, like, there's good bits in it. And like, I don't know. It's, it's hard for like coffee like this is always very, and like, it's, this is going to sound funny to me because for a lot of my life, people had this idea of like a super PC, super guy, PC guy, which yeah. the reason it was is because I like respected trans rights and yeah, <laughs> didn't yeah, yeah. like people making fun of, uh, or didn't like jokes just specifically about bigotry. I think it's so like absurd. It ends up going back on itself. It is extremely absurd. Yeah. And like a lot of it is ultimately the fact that like Randall, like the jokes isn't what Randall's saying. It's that Randall's a piece of shit. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. And like most of the jokes go to like he's like no my grandma said this stuff like she she, she said also she's said not this racist stuff. but she also said this other thing I guess she was kind of racist yeah you <laughs> think <laughs> and then that's like a subplot for the rest of it kind of where he's like I'm gonna reclaim it yeah yeah which like, like no I'm taking it back I don't know going to high school and like hearing all the white boys say all the slurs I don't know it's it's like hit or miss stuff yeah kinda. yeah, yeah. I, it's like funny if it wasn't a thing that happened yes. <laughs> I think. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but that part I think has a couple of good jokes in there. But it's it's the one thing where I'm like, I think if you were like remaster this, this might be the one thing you would take out of the movie. Maybe uh, I, would, I don't know. I feel it, like the homophobic stuff's a lot worse half the time. I think I, maybe he would take that stuff out too. I don't know. I'm not sure actually. I will say that Clerks Three doesn't have any of that in there. So yeah. uh, who knows? Yeah, we'll get uh, to watching that eventually. We will. Like the weird thing about Clerks. Is that you kind of could take any scene out and it's the same movie. Like, yeah. you could just take that scene out and it yeah. doesn't change anything. Yeah, you absolutely could. Uh, but yeah, after the lunch rush, uh, he he talks to his boss and his boss is like, you, you worried about the wedding? I have a feeling you're waiting for someone to ask you about it, ask you what you think. And he's like, yeah, I can't dance, though. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I got to show you how to dance right meow. Yeah, and then Michael Jackson's ABC, or sorry, the Jackson 5's Jackson ABC. 5's ABC's uh, plays, and they do dancing, and then you get a big musical number. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really fun, actually. It's silly. It's super silly. He's got a cheerleader, a nun, a monk, like all kinds of dumb dancers. I think that, like, the fun part is that it just keeps building up. Like, yeah. Because yeah. you think, like, this is so stupid, and it keeps going. Like, it keeps making it more and more absurd. Yeah, it's really good, actually. It's really fun. 
So you get that dance scene, and while they're doing it, at the very end of it, she's like, "I'm pregnant." He drops her. Well, because wait, it's not so much that it's like he says, "I love you," and then she says, "I'm pregnant." Yeah, and then he freaks out. Mm-hmm. Yes, does he say, "I love you"? I don't remember. Yeah, that. He, yeah uh, he whenever does. they whenever he uh, does the dip for her. Uh, he looks her in the eyes and says, I love you. And I was laughing too hard from the absurdity of the dance stuff, honestly. I think for me, probably the most absurd thing was a guy that was literally pissing and di- trying to dance yeah, while he was pissing. His pants were just falling. You <laughs> could just yeah. see his whole ass crack. Yeah, it was really good. But, uh, so yeah, now there's a whole freak out with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then uh, he goes to yell at... Uh, well, he goes downstairs and he says, I think I'm um, having second thoughts about moving to Florida. And he's like, oh yeah, well, I've made you change your mind. Well... Becky's pregnant. Oh, you afraid you're going to miss the baby shower? I'm yeah. the father. And then ends up playing 52 deck or 52 card pickup and slamming guy <laughs> Kills in the face. a guy. <laughs> words. That word's really good. Uh, and they go outside and they do the Dark Knight Rises before, or Dark Knight before Dark Knight does it with the spinning camera. God, it actually makes me much Because I'm pretty sure it's intentional. Like, it just breaks all of the 360 rules yep. constantly. Yeah. And like... I feel like I'm on a boat rocking <laughs> really hard. It is, it's like, it's intentional with like how fast it's going, but it's also like, God, you gotta stop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I'll, like I get motion sick pretty easily, so like I generally started to feel kind of like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very If we watched the 4K, I might have puked. There's not a 4K for this. Well, good. <laughs> when the they watch the DVD it. copy, says a lot that Dry only has the DVD copy yeah. of this. There is Blu-ray copies out there, but they're more expensive, and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. This is why we need to just go to the Kevin Smith Theater. I think you just get a free copy of every movie on 4K when you get a popcorn. He does give away a bunch of free merch if you buy a ticket to go see a movie there. And just like a Q and A afterwards. The tickets are like two hundred dollars. No, it's like thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, he just owns a theater. So he just does stuff with it. That's neat. Yeah, it's really cool. I'd like to go. I think it's in New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. It's either in New Jersey. Uh, it's out. So man. we would need a couple thousand dollars to fly up to New Jersey. Yeah, we it. could drive there. We could <laughs> drive, but that would take for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it would be cool to go. He does some cool stuff. Um, Like he just did one recently. Uh, I forget what horror movie it was, but he brought like the start of the horror movie on, did a Q&A with them, had some props from there that he brought into the theater. He always gives away like a bunch of free merch whenever you go there. You get like free snacks and stuff. It's it's a pretty chill thing. It's pretty pretty chill. Like he's living the life I want. <laughs> there. Anyway, so that whole thing is going on. And they're arguing about like what Dante is gonna do, and Randall's like, "Oh no, she's gonna tell Emma about all of this, and your whole life's gonna be ruined." No, he's like, "Oh no, so she's gonna demand that you stay here and that you raise the baby." She's not doing that either. I don't. What's happening then? <laughs> yeah. What the? What's the big deal then? I don't it's get it. So, like he's such a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, winds up being this whole thing of like him talking to Bex, Dante talking to Bex. Uh, also, yeah. he spills the beans to every single person there that she's pregnant when she didn't want that to be spilled. And Not Randall, really, just to Jay and Silent Bob. Jay, well, Silent Bob, and Randall. Yeah, just, everybody. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say he says it to Randall, but like they just kind of ignore the fact that Jay and Silent Bob are within earshot while this is all happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then Randall ends up saying it to Becky because like like she, like she was grinding the information out of me, just, even though she's just looking yeah. at him. I hope you have a masculine baby. I think he says. Yeah. I hope your first uh, child is a masculine child. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So she runs off. Uh, He's like, you gotta go run after her, dude, because uh, the donkey dick comes yeah, up. It's the donkey the show that Randall had been planning for Dante's 
uh, going away party is showing up. So he's like, you got to run after her. You got to chase her because Bex is running away because yeah. she's all you got to Got to talk to her for at least an hour. Come back in an hour because if it's any longer than that, then it's you're just being able horse. to say something stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but you have to come back in an hour to help me close. Like, what? Like, listen, you're going away. You got to learn responsibility. You're gonna be a father. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. It's great. Uh, that that hell happens. The uh, donkey show gets set up. Dante comes back for the donkey show, and the donkey show's happening, and all the plots happening all at once. And the joke is, there's no girl, and that it's gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the joke. Which actually brings something that you were saying earlier, because like he keeps on making a bunch of homophobic jokes towards Elias. Elias, Elias. I forgot Elias's name for a second. He makes a bunch of uh, homophobic things towards that. The only actual gay character in this is probably the most masculine character in the entire movie. I don't even know if he's inherently gay. He just likes his donkey. Yeah, but it's a boy donkey. So, so I don't know if it's gay if it's a boy donkey. I think it's just I, bestiality I it, if it's a donkey. It's bestiality, but it's gay bestiality. I don't think I would like. Cut hairs. What's the term? Not cut hairs. Split hairs. Split I don't hairs. think I would split. I got it basically right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would split hairs about like you're fucking a donkey. I don't really care if the donkey has a dick or not. You're fucking a donkey. I mean, he does suck it off first. Yeah, it's still a donkey. It's still, it's donkey, it's still a donkey. Though. Though. I, don't, I don't know how gay That's is a, it to suck dick, really. Like he's not gonna pretty, like. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty gay, whether it's a, a human being or an animal. <laughs> what if it's a homie though? <laughs> Listen, I I've heard so many people be like, I'm not gay, but like, if you give me fifty bucks, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's a donkey uh, man. Oh, like, yeah. this is like, but no, like that's what I'm saying though. Is like yeah, he's yeah. probably like most masculine character yeah, yeah, in this yeah, entire yeah. thing. Yeah. But like, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, again, like as someone who's like all sex is inherently gross. This <laughs> this scene literally does nothing for me. I'm like. Yeah, he's going at it. He's going at it with Donkey, sure yep. is. Uh, the joke is that there is, the whole thing is called Kinky Kelly and the Sexy Stud. So they're waiting for a woman to come out and suck this donkey's dick. But yeah. Kinky Kelly is the donkey and the Sexy Stud is the guy who's fucking the donkey. That's the joke. You get it? It's yep. funny because it's illegal. Cause it's, and gay. Because it's illegal and maybe gay. I don't... I, I guess it's gay for them. It is... It, it, I'll give you. It's worse the fact that he's doing it to a donkey. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's that was like my whole <laughs> like. Thing. I I it inherently like a lot of the joke is inherently that it's very homosexual. Yeah, yeah. like the joke is their reactions to it ultimately, yeah. and like yeah. the way that's set up. If it was a girl, they would be into it, but that it's a dude, they're not. Yes, so, yes, you are correct. Yeah, the setup is to say that it is very, gay. and also the joke is that Elias is jerking it off to that. And yeah, it's saying sinful. I'm sorry, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's funny because I'm sorry, Jesus. I think it's literally fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's going on while that's happening. Uh, Bex does come back and they end up having a heart to heart, and she's like, "I love you too." And then they start kissing, and while they kiss, Emma walks in and she's like, "What's going on?" They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's I. It's I, I. I can explain. It's not what you think it is. I'm sorry. And then Jay goes over yeah. and he's like, "Congratulations! I just heard the news." She's like, "Heard the news? What?" You're having a baby. No, I'm not. Who told you that? Some it's fucking some asshole. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then she kicks Jay, or not Jay, Dante, uh, Dante in the dick. Yes. And then <laughs> Jay's like, hit him with the fucking cake. I'm so a bitch with this. And he's holding a cake and she slams it. It's really good. Yeah. It's super funny. Uh, very deserved. This is like the only comeuppance Dante gets in the entire movie despite him being a piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> Just very funny. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, Randall is more of a piece of shit, and it gets even less comeuppance, so like that's just the way the universe really works. He gets no comeuppance, really. Yeah. 
But he goes to jail too. D- does he? He gets let free. It's not illegal. Yeah. They do the sexy stud because that's his name for the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he even says that for this. Like, no, you guys are just going to get a warning, a slap on the wrist. There's nothing illegal of watching a donkey show. I'm just going to get a fine and probably an animal cruelty charge. <sighs> I miss my donkey. Yeah. <laughs> he also would get the donkey removed from him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, it's just kind of funny, like watching a movie like this and just like the biggest piece of shit's no comeuppance whatsoever. As a matter of fact, he gets everything he wants at the end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the lesson, the, the moral of the story is cheat on your wife, watch bestiality. Uh, he was, she wasn't his wife. Cheat on your fiance, uh, fiance <laughs> watch bestiality and crank out one out with the homies. Moral of the story. <laughs> and everything will and come then you out, get your own business at the end of it all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it probably worked out for Kevin Smith. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, they get arrested. Uh, they start discussing stuff in uh, the prisons. Is is it jail or is what's it's jail? It's jail. Is containment or whatever? Is oh, jail, jail is basically uh, in between. So like, if they're holding you for 72 hours, it's jail. Okay. And uh, then you if go it's to any longer than that, you're that. in prison. Okay. I, always, I never really understood the... Yeah. yeah. Worked, uh, jail is basically like an in-between. Like if they're moving you from one prison to another, you go to jail for a little while, they can get put into prison. And if, jail like, you is do the some... drunk tank too, Yeah, it's right? also yep. the drunk tank. Okay. So it's like the drunk tank or like you're still being um, convicted of your crimes and okay. you're not yet uh, convicted as guilty, you're in jail. Uh, or whenever you're... you're going from prison to another court prison. for something else, yeah. you go to jail be- when you're before you go into okay. court and right after you go into court and then yeah. you go back to prison. So it's it, it's basically a holding cell. Yeah. You learn something new every day, you know? Yeah, yeah, you Don't do. let us say you never learn anything, unless you knew that, in case you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so yeah, they're all in jail, and like this is the only time that Randall really gets to just talk to uh, Dante about everything, mm-hmm. and how he's very upset that Dante's just leaving, because he felt like he had everything, and all he ever wanted is just to cut the shit and just hang out with his best friend, and that's why he always thought the uh, the... Convenience, quick stop. yeah. Quick stop was like the greatest thing he ever had. Yeah, and Dante just views it as a huge mistake, and Dante blames Randall for everything wrong with him, which is, uh, really interesting because ultimately Dante really does just cause all of his problems. This is true. This mm-hmm. is especially true for the first movie. Yeah, and like always blames Randall for everything, despite. Or, I mean, Randall's a piece of shit and doesn't help, but like. Dante just never learns to take responsibility, ultimately. And that's his biggest character flaw. Yeah. Uh, One that doesn't get solved, but... <laughs> no, no, it does not. Um, there's a bit of acceptance, I would say, in this, though, at the Kinda. end of it. Uh, but it's all just Randall being like, you can't just con- t- continue to sit here and be pissed off at me because you're not happy with your position in life. Like, we both are here because we suck at everything else. Yeah. Like, that's what happens. Cause yeah, cause he's always like, you always blame me for everything. He's like, we worked out the quiz. He's like, we we were going to college and we were learning. And he's like, we were just fake fucking taking the easy classes and we weren't learning shit. We took criminology. What are we gonna be fucking Batman? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good line too. Yeah, um, but like again, like it's this thing where Dante ultimately is so passive in everything. Mm-hmm. Like even this movie, he does. He just has things happen to him. He never. He never does anything. Even like chasing after Beck, he didn't do that. That's just what Randall told him to do. Yeah, it just happened. Really, he happened to be there when it was happening. Yeah, it is kind of the theme of this movie too. Because like with Emma, that's kind of the thing that they keep on saying is that 
uh, the reason why he's doing everything he's doing with her is because she says so. Like, he's moving to Florida because she wants to move to Florida. They're getting married because she wants to get married. Uh, they're working at her father's, or they're getting their father's uh, car wash because she wants him to or to get that in Florida. And ultimately, you know, it's one of those things of, like, he follows around with Randall because Randall's his best friend. He does the That scene that happens up on the roof with Becky is because Becky drags him up to the roof to teach him how to dance. Like, he just kind of goes to the flow of everything and it causes bad things in his life because he doesn't take action. Yeah. yeah. And he always blames everything else. Yeah, it's because, always everybody else's fault yeah. because people love their scapegoats. Yeah. I mean, like, as long as you can recognize that the, all these characters are like pieces of shits in very different ways. Uh, very flawed all. There is like mm-hmm. a very, there is a lot of actual lessons to learn from this. Like, you can't be passive about everything in your life. You need to actually make choices and you need to recognize your own issues in life. Like Dante goes through his whole life blaming everyone else and he always feels vindicated in it because since he never makes a choice, it's always someone else who made the choice and that caused the issue rather than the blatant fact that he could stop. He doesn't have to do things. Yeah. Like going with the flow is still a choice. And it's, it's one of the things where it's like, uh, I mean, this is a much more serious issue where people are <laughs> talk about like, uh, not voting is still a choice that you make. Like, you because people are like well i you know they're both bad so i'm just not gonna vote but like that's still a choice you're making and it's a choice for the status quo like everything you do in your life is ultimately going to be a choice every minute thing you do no choice is a choice yeah yeah and that's that's something actually important to learn uh i don't know if this is like inherently the movie to watch to learn that (laughs) to to learn that lesson it's a movie to watch it's a movie you can watch to learn about that but Yeah. yeah Because I, I just think it's really interesting because Dante is framed in this way to like be like a tragic hero, you know, like everything, you know, his life's a mess and everything's going this way. And he has like the old ball and chain on him and uh, he could have this wonderful life with this immaculate woman. I feel so stupid describing <laughs> things like this. Someone, someone who's actually dated someone, take the lead from here. I can't like. <laughs> I can't, I'm an no, alien talking about relationships right now. You got, you got. Someone's got to grab the reins. I'm driving us off a cliff. <laughs> no, no. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> no choice, still a choice. <laughs> I'm making a choice for someone else to take over. Wee. <laughs> So yeah, they're having that yeah. big discussion in there, and it eventually comes to the point of, what do you think we should do with our lives since you're apparently this master of your destiny like I'm supposed to be? And he's like, I think we should buy the quick stop and fix it up and open it up ourselves. That's what I think would be great for us. I just think we should do. And Dante's like, yeah, that would be $50,000. We don't have that kind of money. Nobody's going to give us that kind of money. And Chainsaw and Bobber, they're like, we have that money. We'll give you that money. <laughs> you just got to agree to two things. Yeah. You got to let us just hang out around. <laughs> Which it'd be pretty easy to do that. Be like, like, do you have two drug dealers outside of your house? Like, oh, yeah, they technically own this building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part is just making sure that no one else calls them out for loitering. Yeah. Yeah. Because for, for some reason, loitering is one of the biggest crimes. It really is, which is weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like you have to let us hang out in front of the quick stop and video store whenever you want. And number two, you got to suck each other's dicks. Then you got to go ass to mouth. 
And just, Silent Bob's just staring like, what the fuck? He's like, okay, just, just that first one. I'm really surprised one. they didn't go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, $50,000 is a lot of money. $50,000 is a lot of money. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, it's again, like, is it gay? <laughs> it goes back to it. As long as they keep on saying ew the entire time while they're going ask him out, you it's just not gotta, gay. Yeah, you got to remember to say they, no As long homo. as you're not enjoying it, then it's not gay. <laughs> ew, yucky. Ew, gross. Ew. All right, all right turn oh, around. God. Am I supposed to swallow? <laughs> ew. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah. that happens. Then you get the big montage of them like getting the the loan and the money and getting quick stop and fixing that up. Engaging to Bex, yes, through the drive. Dante proposes to Bex through the drive through, making a choice to finally do a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Liz would have been pissed if you did something like that? Like you went to her, <laughs> to her where she was waitressing and probably did. wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, <laughs> would not have enjoyed that. I don't. I guess uh, you di- you didn't do like a public. Uh, engagement right it was in the public but it wasn't like a big thing of like everyone's gonna be there kind of thing it was yeah. just in a public space yeah but like it was mostly just you guys wasn't it because it was in the caves or whatever me liz and two cousins one yeah. cousin was there to take pictures because i told her what i was gonna do and liz is always like i want pictures of it when it happens i was like okay i can make that happen uh, liz was surprised she didn't see it coming so that was cool you almost died. I think, I yeah, died. I think she was more concerned that you almost fell off of a frozen wall. That's waterfall. how you. That's how you get them. You yeah. get them with the pity. Yeah, it just <laughs> shocked her right away. She couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, he finally destroys. They clean up the quick stop. Uh, everything's going good, and then it's once again them just kind of working at the front desk, kind of day to day, and then it's like slowly zooming out, and it once again goes to black and white. Yeah, Which and then great. Honestly, it's, like, it's actually really, really great transition. Actually, uh, status quo has been formed again. Yeah, basically, and a good payoff from the first one is the person looking through every milk to try to find the theoretical one that has a later yes, expir- the theoretical latest date. expiration date. Yes, just so stupid. It's a great joke from that first movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, the woman in there, uh, Kevin Smith's mom, cameo hmm. from his mom right there. Uh, I guess another thing. Whenever I was looking at the cast of this. Uh, Whenever he's going to try to find Becky, whenever they need to distract him when they're setting up the donkey show, that is, uh, the yes. little girl who smiles and waves at, uh, at Dante is actually Kevin Smith's daughter. Yes, Harley Quinn Smith, which is how you know that Kevin Smith is a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> how you know he's an animation nerd. Yes. This was I mean, comic book nerd is what I would say, but Harley Quinn was from the animated series. Yeah. You are right. I, which, I did forget about that. She did start off in the 1992 animated series. Which that uh that voice actress just died. Yeah, very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, very sad. It's been a really bad year for, like... Been a really bad year for VO, honestly. Yeah. A lot of big names in VO. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is the plot of Clerks, Clerks 2. 2, which is not a whole lot of it. Mm. Uh, there right. is just, like, a lot of things, like... If we talked about more of this movie, it'd be like, hey, you know what was a funny scene? The, I am going to do that one little quick thing. Okay. One oh. scene that I think is absolutely fucking hilarious to this day is when Randall is talking to Elias about... Pillow pants? Pillow pants. Yeah. That, is that scene funny. is so good. It's so good. It's so absurd, but like, so like accurate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, if you, like... If you meet like weird suppressed religious nut families in that, they'd say insane shit like that. I yeah. mean, yeah, they do say insane shit like that. It's why things like soaking exists. I I'm gonna say my Mormon friend has assured me that does not happen and <laughs> at all. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I say mean, I've maybe been, that Mormon I lived friend in Utah doesn't know. for a while. 
<laughs> and I, that very much seems like something that they would that's do. That's the thing. Like, it seems like something they would do. It, like, I don't that think there's actually, any, like, actual proof that happens. I think it's illegal to have proof of that happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to, like, chalk that under, like, cow tipping. <laughs> cow tipping it, it does sound like about it sounds about as accurate as cow tipping i'll give you that yeah but i do know some cases of like either that happening or like some workarounds of just like oh like you know if we do it with this way or do it that way it technically doesn't count as long as this or this doesn't happen it doesn't count if it's oral stuff like that like it doesn't count if it's oral it doesn't count if it's in the back door uh it doesn't that was ca- a big one yeah. yeah uh it doesn't count if uh if you don't look at each other or it doesn't or the it wasn't so much that one as much as uh, it doesn't count if like neither of us orgasm or something stupid like that. Like I've heard really dumb ones like that. Sad, big yeah. W- big one that I heard a lot in high school is it's not gay if you're both wearing socks, which <laughs> which are bisexual true. friends are telling it's us true. that. <laughs> <laughs> Your bisexual friends told you that. Yeah, they really did. I don't. Um, know, I mean, I feel like it would be very uncomfortable to wear socks regardless. So maybe. I mean, it just depends on what kind of socks it is. If you got some grippy bottoms, that's great. Without grippy bottoms, it's gonna be just shuffling what about, like, around. Toe socks. I could you could get a grip that way. You could really attach to the carpet or the sheets. See, it's why you got to get like those trampoline park socks. Yeah, that were all perfect. Moon yep. shoes, perfect sock situation. Are those called moon shoes? Like the trampoline thing? No, like oh. socks that have grippy bottoms to them. Oh, like like you go trampoline to trampoline park. Park. You're not having sex in moon shoes. Okay, I don't know what a moon shoe is, but I have to do. Those some are research. like the shoes that like were a trampoline. Yeah, they had like springs oh. on them so you could jump, and they didn't work at all. Yeah, because it's just a shoe with air in it. No, nope. no, uh, no, they no, just that, had strings are... on it that went to like the actual. I'll, I'll have to show you a picture. It's it was in the early two thousands, a very popular thing. It was basically a tiny trampoline you strapped to your foot. What? And walked around. It didn't fucking work. But that sounds awesome. I wish it worked. I everyone wished it worked. Everyone bought them, and none of them work. Oh man, was... <laughs> I think Robbie might find them. You got what do you got for me yeah, here, Robbie? Yeah, yeah. That would have been amazing. And every they still ad, sell them on Amazon. Every ad like showed kids like jumping super high, and like all you could see was the sky. Uh, me and D had some. They don't fucking work. I just, I mean, if they actually worked, though, <laughs> think of the sex you could have. <laughs> think of yeah. all the crazy sex you. No, like that'd be it'd such be a hell of a lot cheaper than using a using a broken washing machine that moves too much. That'd be such a huge danger if they actually worked. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, they were just, they were still a danger. Don't worry. A lot of kids broke their ankles on them. This is just a bunch of hair ties attached to a roller blade without the blades on it. Yeah. And then a plastic casing around that. Yeah. That- <laughs> uh, kids broke their ankles. I find it really funny. Me and Dee really wanted them because we, we had a trampoline. <laughs> what if you have a trampoline everywhere? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think Dee or one of his friends tried to take the moon shoes on the trampoline. Oh, and, and then it didn't just, go well. Yeah, it just completely broke everything. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, back to... Where, Clerks do. Yeah. How do we get... We we were at soaking... Oh, the religious <laughs> the religious nut thing. Yeah. The uh, pillow yeah, pants yeah. joke wherever, like, Randall's, yeah. like, shocked because, like, it's, he realizes that he actually does believe in pillow pants as an actual thing. Like, that parents... Goblins stuck, in the Yeah, vagina. stuff a troll up a, their daughter's vagina that they pee out on the 21st birthday. Yeah, and then, like, the slow buildup of, like, the horror music in the background is really <laughs> I hilarious. love that it's, like, horror music because it's, like, so great yeah it's so it's such a good scene it's so funny um uh, also at the end in the montage you see that they hire a live store at the video store yeah which is good uh i will say the third clerks movie does have a in it 
and Neat. he is maybe my favorite part of Clerks 3. He has the funniest shit in that movie. Is he as sexually ambiguous as in this movie? No. No. I would say he's not sexual at all, really. Huh. You know, that's an improvement in the, a lot of There's, parents, like, one but... sexual joke in the beginning, but, like, most of it is, like, not sexual, I would say. Okay. Him. It's mostly him just being a video nerd in a working at a video store. I can't even say it because it would spoil it. Okay. Yeah. We'll get to it eventually. I don't know. It's just, I guess I am thinking, like, this is really just so chalk in, this is 2006, like, directly in the middle of the 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Right after abstinence, right after the war on drugs, right after dare. Yeah, this Many is- Many things that don't work. This is- <laughs> Prime American Pie. This is Prime Road Trip. This is pr- this is all the, the prime super movies. bad. Like, all, all the those. terrible movies that yeah. came out. Yeah, like knocked up. It's like it's all of that kind of stuff that's going on. So it's like this is the humor of the if time. I, you could tell when we watched all the like the ads for other movies. There's a bunch of movies we've never heard of that look terrible. We. I'm not gonna spoil it because it may not happen. We might end up watching one of those movies just to see how bad it was. It's gonna be bad. But I, I come. I'm. Inter- I'm. I'm I kind of so want to watch curi- it. I'm so worried though, because I think it. I'm worried it's just gonna be bad, bad. Yeah, could be. But you know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so yeah, let's get to final thoughts here. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Robbie. So once again, it is one of those movies that is very much stuck in the early 2000s in that sense of humor. Not all of it aged very well. There are still some very much laugh out loud moments. There are a few touching moments that, even though these mo- these people are still kind of pieces of shit, but it's kind of. Shitty small people in a shitty small town kind of humor, which I do still like because me and Dry were shitty people who grew up in a shitty small town. Yeah, it's true. So I do still like some some of this. Like some of it is a little bit more nostalgic of like kind of the way that we grew up and the, like how it was whenever we were starting out our careers and stuff. So I do get it. Like I do like some of the humor too. Some of it is still just kind of eh. It, some of it just didn't age well, so it's not as good as it was back in 2006 when it first came out. But it is still enjoyable. I still think it's a good movie. It still has some very funny moments to it. If you like Kevin Smith movies, this is still very much prime Kevin Smith. Uh, I'd say it's a 7 out of 10. Okay. Okay. E. Hello. Uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy this. I was really worried in like the first third, like I said, with this movie. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be like really slow and really... like. <laughs> gross cringe yeah no it it does pick up uh there's a lot that makes you like man i wish it was just like four years later when like everyone got it out it, it's like a fucking middle schooler where you just gotta let them get it out of their system you gotta let them laugh at the word penis yeah yeah yeah, for sure um it it's like so funny like especially like sitting down and like formally thinking like yeah no shit all these movies came out right after Everyone was like, drugs will kill you, and sex will kill you, and homosexuals will kill you. Yeah, like, and yeah, the, no all sh- these movies came out, and I'd be yeah. like, uh, no, actually. Yeah, but there's a lot of issues with just every movie that came out around this time. Um, you know, really only the the only the things worth coming out in the 2000s was like, Edda and Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, this is uh, this was still a lot of fun. I do think this is one of the best two thousands movies I've seen, which is not saying a lot. It's fair though. Uh, but like, despite it being so like super sexual energy, super dude bro, it's so absurd. And a big thing is like the characters are just pieces of shit. Like you're not supposed to like think they're endearing for the most part. But you do root for them still. Kind. I, I mean, I don't know. 
I, I can only root for someone who cheats on his fiance so far. Sure. I, to be fair, though, like with Randall, I feel like we had friends that were like Randall back in the day. And just like, yeah. oh, that's so and so. Like, you'll you'll learn to love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kill him. Which we technically cannot talk about on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> theoretically, I kill theoretically. him. <laughs> no. Hypothetically, theoretically. Um, I don't know. I mean, I definitely, I, I am not small town bumpkin growing up <laughs> like you guys. Fair. Uh, I, I was a um, suburbia t- slash city kid. I don't know what you really call where we live because it kind of changes every year. It w- it's a weird area. I would Cold say pretty kid? close to like suburbs. Though. Yeah. It's the most city-like of a suburb you yeah. can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, I don't know. Like the people like this, I just thought were kind of pieces of shit. And then I just hung out with my friends and played Mario Kart. Because <laughs> I, I had that like, I had that luxury. You guys really didn't. Yeah, there were ten kids at in the entire town. There were ten kids who we got along with a little bit, and they're like, "You're my friends forever now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one was your cousin. One was my yeah. cousin. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but I, I actually do think I enjoyed this more than I expect. I, I really should rewatch Clerks to like say formally what I like because there are a lot Same. of things I do like about this more from my memory, mm-hmm. but like. That's mostly in terms of like uh, the direction and stuff, rather than the movie itself. And I'm curious if that's f- just gonna be true. And it's interesting. Both Clerks and Chasing Amy actually get more fond opinions on as time goes on. Yeah, I I think you told me I really did not care for Chasing Amy when it came up when we watched it originally. You did not. You're like, this is so fucking 90s. It was. <laughs> it's very it's very 90s. <laughs> but I think that it's 90s in an endearing way, not in a bad way. Sure. Uh, but like as I think about it, I was like, there's actually a lot of really cool things Chasing Amy did. I, It's arguably probably one of the best like gay characters in any mainstream thing. Yeah, I think, it, I think it did closet gay character really well. Because like, because was it Friends would have been airing at the same time and that like was a backwards regression for gay representation and anything. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, fuck <laughs> friends and fuck how I met your mother. I hate them both. Fuck you guys. No, I like, I like him. I have not <laughs> seen much endearing things about it, but that's the first time I've heard anyone call how I met your mother. Him. Him. That's him-dium. how you abbreviate it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't, I, I've seen too much of like, about how those, how those shows bull treat a lot of minorities and that upsets me. I, from what I can gather, how I met your mother is much better, but it's not very good. <laughs> it's better. Not great. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyways, but yeah, like, so, uh, though I actually, I don't particularly care about rewatching movies a whole lot, but those two, I actually am curious how I would feel on a rewatch. Especially just cause like, I think, at the time with Chasing Amy, a lot of it was I was still kind of like not closeted like in the terms of like hiding it, but like not fully understanding my feelings about that stuff. You you weren't really even sure what it what it was you were feeling. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's something because like I I'll say I don't actually inherently have issues with like romance and movies and stuff. I, I think I'm a lot more critical than most people because a lot of people just take at face value like, oh, yeah, the guy and girl get together. No, duh. I'm like. Why did they get together though? Yeah, they I, they're like they were in the same room. What do you mean? I think there are some instances on this podcast that show like if a romance is done really, really well, you actually uh, 
give it some slack. Uh, La La Land, yeah. which I was extremely surprised about. <laughs> Watch that episode. That was one of the funniest like cuts to our opinions <laughs> ever. I so I did really enjoy that. That was pretty I funny. so honest to God want to like animate that because it was so fucking funny. Have at it. You have all the rights to the audio. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I don't think you would ever have an issue. It would just be like splicing it and finding like a good cut and all that. But yeah, yeah. Um, Figure out which one E is because E is definitely not the space goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the hardest thing. Is like, how do I animate you guys? Because I could kind of draw people now, but I not. Really. I mean, I'm okay with generic white guy. <laughs> but you would both be generic white guy. How would people tell you apart? He has the I'll beard. Have I have long hair. That's true. That's true. Even uh, though I may have had long hair and a beard at that time, there, there's something so funny. Like Dry would have glasses. That's the only distinction. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you'd need. Uh, anyway, but yeah, uh, I think on this podcast, I think this podcast also is like, uh, kind of like, what is what's the term? Like the growth of me, like kind of learning about different relationships in a lot of ways, and like. Something I think I said this a couple times. Uh, I some people are like I think have this idea that I am just less uh strict if uh like about gay characters and stuff. But I actually think writers often have to do a lot more legwork because the average audience feels about gay characters how I just feel about characters yeah. romance. We're like they have to try a lot harder to convince you these two characters would be like gay because <laughs> people don't see that and something so funny that happens is like uh, a phenomenon in shonen anime where the like rivalry is the gayest shit you'll ever see like naruto and sasuke and like deku and uh fucking i don't remember is it kachan uh, like they get so much screen time together, and they're like constantly like hounding each other. And then when it's like goes to like the romance interest, they're like, Hee-hee. "Oh man, yay!" <laughs> and it's so funny because uh, the biggest one now is like My Hero Academia, and like there was a huge uproar when the last chapter that came out because like uh, one of the villains and the like female love interest for the main character had this like super like somber like emotional scene together where like the love interest is like I really wish that one day we could just like be together and like like just go shopping and I just want to see you smile I just love your smile so much and like it's it's like so gay it was pretty pretty gay yeah (laughs) and people are like man could you imagine if like (laughs) <laughs> these manga mangakas like spent as much time developing the romance between the main character and the love interest as they do between like these random characters. That is one thing you actually might like from Drawn Together because there's a thing where like Ling Ling is battling another or uh, this other monster, and like towards the end of it, like they're not battling as much as they used to, and they feel like you know the spark is kind of starting to die between them, and she's just like, hey, instead of battling all the time, why don't we just fuck? maybe yeah i think you would love that yes. i mean that sounds <laughs> like just a, a joke funny... itself yeah like yeah. i man i mean i'm getting soft track again but i i think it would be so fucking amazing if someone did like a shonen thing and like it's actually about like the character growth of the main character realizing they're gay for like the villain that would be I, good i think that's actually shira in a lot of ways but i think that would be so fucking cool and like a payoff to like so many decades 
of authors accidentally like writing amazing love <laughs> love romance between like characters that just aren't. Uh, anyways, yeah, all that so to like say, a I, six, a seven out of ten. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I I got so off track. You can tell when I get like passionate about stuff because I'll start like feeling out everything. Sorry. Anyway, six. No, um, <laughs> surprisingly, I actually would give this an eight. I actually okay. did okay. enjoy it. Um, we'll see how I feel like as I sit on it, but um, it did really make me want to like rewatch Clerks and Chase a Gamey to see how I feel about those again. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. yeah, pretty fun. Uh, lots of great jokes. I think you have to get through a slog of a first bit, but once you do, yeah. Um, I would also give it an eight. I think that there's a lot of stuff in here that I think Robbie's right. It's just ages so so poorly. Yeah. Like uh, back in 2006, I would have given it a way higher rating. I think we. We quoted this movie a lot growing up as in high school. Constantly. So, like, we absolutely love this movie growing up, uh, but it just, certain things don't age quite as well, yeah. and it, it happens. It is really hard looking back at, like, the popular stuff from the 2000s. Yeah. I always think of that one puppet comedian guy who was super big during that time, like, Jeff post, Denham. Maybe? Post 9-11, where he had the uh, purple puppet that definitely yep. wasn't a racist character of That's black people, and, yep. yeah, and the... Definitely not a terrorist caricature puppet. He is super racist comedian. What a surprise. I know. Who could have guessed? Yeah, I hate Jeff Dunham. <laughs> uh, on the record. Re- like, I just remember all, all that stuff being... Con- and like everyone in my high school and stuff quoting it, and st- too. And I'm like, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of really laugh out loud parts in this as well. Uh, I do think that even though the characters are really shitty... Uh, you do like cheer for them to like get better, man. Like just get better. Right. That's just because you. That's just because the main character is kind of you. Yeah. So <laughs> he, even, he even has your beard. Yeah. Or should I say, you have his beard, right? Hmm? And the hairstyle is very coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> and the glasses. I did that. that is actually just obvious coincidental. Jariah yeah. uh, fucked up his eyes, so he looked like the main character of the clerk. Sir, I fucked up my eyes because I thought it was fun to stare at the sun. <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> How do we know Clerks Man didn't do that? Show us the third one. I bet that's in his backstory. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think it does a good job of just like hanging out with these characters still. Like you're like, man, these guys are shitheads in that first movie. And I do think that the first third of this is really slow. But depending on your love for these characters, I think that's like good for it in a lot of ways. Because I think it's like, oh man, I haven't hung out with these characters for a really long time. Like this is like I get to just hang out with them again, and then like it starts to get into like the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that is good for it in a way. Uh, for me, I had watched the first Clerks after I had seen the second one, so I didn't even know what Clerks 1 was. And I had to watch Clerks 1 on a less-than-reputable site at the time, uh, is how I watched it. And I watched it over and over and over again. But Pornhub. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where I watch all of my documentaries. Um, yeah, I, I honestly do really still like Clerks 2. I, hands down, it is the weakest of the Clerks trilogy. Easily, to me, hands down the weakest. Uh, Clerks 1 just has this passion and fire behind it that I think you rarely see in filmmaking in general. And I think the first movie just captures it so well. And the third one, I think, is just genuinely really, really emotional and super, super funny. And I think it balances that kind of stuff. I think it balances the nostalgia, the emotion, and the funny uh, much better. Yeah. This movie definitely gets emotional, but it's like not till the end. Yeah. That it does. Like it's it's like, all right, jail scene, 
Get ready to cry. Yeah. yeah. All right. Back I mean, to the funny. They still have to put like little weird snippets in there uh, for clerks just because how the characters are. Because like yeah. with Randall, when he has his one emotional moment and he asks Jay and Silent Bob to cover his ears and says like, please don't go. Like, I don't know what I am without you. And I love you, man. In a, in a totally heterosexual way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three. We'll get to it uh, yeah. at some point. But it does let the emotional stuff really breathe. And I think it, it does it really, really well. I'm not even kidding when I say I cried like three times in the theater watching Clerks 3. And a lot of that is, I'm going to say, I am a huge Clerks fanboy, a big Kevin Smith fanboy, but like everybody in the theater was crying, man. Everyone in the theater. That movie is very emotional. Um, I really do like Clerks 2. I like Kevin Smith. I would also give this an 8. Um, whenever I was younger, it would have been a 10. <laughs> this, this was my favorite comedy for a very, very long time. I was going to ask... Uh... Well, you would give Clerks one since there's a chance we might never get to it for context for you, since you know you're you are very very into Clerks. Um, as like general filmmaking, no, just you. Is my you your ten. opinion? Ten. 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 Okay, I thought so. Yeah, it's uh, there's just this magic behind it, and I think it captures, and a lot of it is because Kevin Smith was Dante basically, right? He wrote Dante to be himself, and it's just this feeling that I've had in a lot of like my clerk jobs that I've had in retail of like, you just sit around, you fucking make fun of people and you talk about stupid shit because this job sucks and it just takes time and it's a fucking dead end and nobody gives a shit. And it's like, you bide your time and you make stupid jokes and you fucking hang around with the friends that you have there because that's what you fucking do at that job. Like I think clerks one captures that so, so, so well clerks two I think gets some of that magic back, but no, it never, it never hits the same kind of feeling at all. And not only that, but just like the, just the way that he's able to like actually capture filmmaking in a very raw way in that first Clerks is incredible. Something that yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen in any other movie really. Clerk Clerks one is definitely a movie that was made in spite of everything. Yeah, around it. And it- it's the kind of thing of like whenever I was a teenager again before I'd even seen Clerks one like. Going around with like my camera and just being like, yeah, I have friends and we are bored and we're gonna make movies because that's what we want to do. Like the Clerks One has that energy. Like, yeah, we're bored and we're friends and we're gonna make movies because that's what we do. Like that's that's exactly what it feels like. Uh, Clerks One is special. Clerks One is a very very special movie, and I think people probably don't give it as much credit as it really deserves, especially for like what it did for indie filmmaking. Honestly, it's really great. Ten, ten, absolutely for me. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, that was Clerks Two. Yes. Yeah. Uh, eight. <laughs> eight. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect me to give the lowest score of that one. Yeah, me either. Actually, I, I. It is still enjoyable though. Like, I'm not gonna like harp on the movie. You only, or you only give it one less point. This. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself. <laughs> um, I do want to do a lot more Kevin Smith stuff. It will be splattered throughout, and it's not going to be in release order and like. Yeah, uh, timeline order because I, I there is Sage, a... right? You know what I realized? What's that? You added another trilogy to the trilogy year. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh no! Look what he totally did on accident. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he would have rewatched Clerks one if he was thinking about that. I'm gonna say, uh, I did think about rewatching Clerks one, but I there's a different thing that I want to do with like Kevin Smith that I want to do on the side for the podcast is like an add-on sort of thing. He wants to just make a Kevin Smith podcast secretly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still like spitballing stuff to do, but yeah, that was Clerks 2. 
Uh, let's wrap it up here real quick because we're actually yeah we're a little over, over. this one might over. take some editing yeah oops I talked too much <laughs> oops I got excited about something oops I'll, I'll, I'll never do it again <laughs> <laughs> um for our stream we yeah. as of the time that's coming out will be doing anodyne in this next one anodyne this, two anodyne two this last weekend up uh, wound up being a skip because I wasn't around I I bailed on yeah. life it, it was a, it was a weird weekend for all of us I think it was me. Yeah, it was a normal weekend. All of us eat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we will be getting on Anodyne 2 now, uh, the Saturday after yeah. this episode comes out. Uh, Monday, it will be Randos Fidos, most likely should have had one come out. I'm going to I'm gonna give it a 50-50, but you could just okay. check the VOD if yeah. there was one. Yeah, yeah. And Wednesday, Jariah has uh, hopefully. hopefully finished Rogue Legacy 2. I will have three hours to do one boss fight, and I'm really hoping I can do it. I'm really hoping it takes him 30 minutes because it'd be so fucking funny. That'd be great. It'd be so, so funny. Uh, so yeah, I will hopefully have also beaten Rogue Legacy 2 by the time this is out, and we'll be on to a whole other slate of uh, streaming content, really. Yeah. So that'll be really exciting. But if you want to find that stuff, you can go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-Y-P, and that's all the social media what's left it's all the one maybe we should just open a tumblr because that's the only thing that seems to survive yeah start making in, porn in spite of tumblr because tumblr sure is trying to become twitter <laughs> for some goddamn reason they keep changing the layouts to make it worse yeah, it's so dumb uh and the podcast stuff you you know what you listen to yeah on. you're listening to this right now you know what you want and the twitch stream and the twitch streams archive uh you'll know there you might notice some missing stuff i have to get I have to edit it together. But Did you download that? Yes. Okay, I was I, curious about that actually. Yeah, because it, it will be gone if I didn't, and yeah. I sure hope it's not gone, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I downloaded it. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, there was a cart extravaganza that was fun, but man, so much went wrong during it. I, yeah. I sh- it should hopefully get back up and should hopefully be back up by the time you are listening to this. I hope it didn't get lost. Yeah. There but, were many technical errors on that. Yeah, stream. there was a lot of there, there's a lot of technical errors on our Saturday streams going. We should hopefully fix them by the next one. But hopefully, yeah. So uh, tune into that stuff. We're, we're so close to our our goal. So, you know? so close. close. We're just one away. <laughs> but yeah, so check all that out if you guys want to. Yeah, uh, and as always, thank you, Robbie, for joining. Mm-hmm. Thank you, E. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. It means a lot that anybody is out there listening. And uh, slightly more people every every episode. Just a little, like one more or two more every time. But the audience is growing, so yeah. whatever. Even at a small growth, we also appreciate you guys. We really do. Um, everybody out there, have a good one. We'll talk to you again very, very soon. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.